Please stay tuned for important disclosure information at the conclusion of this episode. Here's what's ahead on this week's Investing Insights. Many companies exceeded expectations in the second quarter, but falling inflation and a robust economy were happening in the background. Morningstar Inc.'s chief markets editor is joining the podcast to break down the trends. This is Investing Insights. Thanks for being here, Tom. Good to be here. So earnings season is wrapping up. What are the main trends that we've seen out there? Yeah, it's been, uh, I would actually say, a little bit of an uneventful earnings season in some ways. Uh, Our earnings were solid. Uh, We saw a lot of companies beat their earnings uh, forecasts. Uh, It's a little bit of companies playing the game of uh, guiding Wall Street analysts down so that it makes it easier for them to beat the numbers. Um, But also the U.S. economy is holding up better than we had expected. And so that's that's provided a pretty solid backdrop for corporate earnings. And that's been, uh, you know, been, been good news for investors. So big tech names like Apple and Amazon, they get a lot of attention during earnings. What did we see from those companies this time? Yeah, these companies report early and um, this this time around, uh, they provided a pretty positive bias uh, for the market in terms of their their news. Uh, Google, uh, Meta, Amazon all had some very nice numbers. Um, and more, more importantly, they had strong guidance on the outlook. Um, Amazon had some very good things to say about its, uh, um, about its web service unit, uh, the cloud, and that was very encouraging news for the markets. Uh, the exception was, uh, was Apple, which is a little softer than some people expected in terms of the outlook around its iPhones. But it, all in all, big tech had some decent numbers, um, and that provided, you know, pro- provided us with a lift for the market back in July. And there was a lot of attention on the banks, the big banks in particular, and worries about a credit crunch during the first quarter. What did we see from the banks in Q2? Yeah, this was a little bit of the dog that didn't bark. Um, We had here a situation where everybody was very focused on regional banks in particular uh, in the first quarter and again coming into the second quarter. And the news was actually kind of reassuring. Um, You know, we did see some continued uh, roll off of investors pulling money out of savings accounts at some of these regional banks. But it's nothing that the banks don't seem to be able to handle. And by the time it was all said and done, it was a little bit of a non-event. You know, it looked like these stocks had gotten really hammered. Um, They're still down for the year. But in all, it looks, you know, there was some reassuring news there. And, you know, it doesn't, it looks like the worst of that situation is, has been avoided. So looking more broadly, were there any key trends that might give clues about the economy? Yeah, it was interesting. So we sort of uh, a, a bifurcated story out there a little bit. Um, we had uh, uh, companies that uh, maybe a little bit more economically sensitive, on especially on the industrial side, uh, we saw, where we saw some softening. Um, but then we saw other parts of, of the business world where um, we saw some strong activity, um, especially more infrastructure type uh, companies involved in infrastructure businesses, um, where we've seen you know a lot of investment uh, in terms of uh, climate change and just general infrastructure work. Um, so it's been a little bit of a split out there in terms of earnings uh, on that level, which ref- which reflects that this this pic- same picture we're seeing in the economy really. Now, staying on the topic of the economy, what happened to the recession that a lot of people were predicting that we were supposed to have? 
Yeah, that's <laughs> that's that's really been a big story this year that uh, most people were pretty convinced by, by that by now, uh, as we're going through the third quarter, the U.S. economy would be in recession, that we would be seeing negative economic growth. Instead, we're, we're tracking GDP growth even stronger uh, than it was to start the year. Um, the reality is, is that this has surprised a lot of people. And you know, the big thing here has really been the resilience of the labor market, the resilience of the consumer. Um, you know, we had some sectors of the economy last year, such as housing and manufacturing, that slowed down significantly. But those sectors are bouncing back pretty well uh, this year. We've got housing coming back. We've got auto, auto sales coming back. Um, so you know, anything to do with the consumer, anything to do with the labor market is still looking really healthy. So as far as you know, where is that recession, that's a really good question. Um, doesn't mean it's not going to happen. Um, and in fact, a lot of folks still think uh, the real softness in the economy is yet to come, um, that we could see an actual you know, recession as we head into next year. But as of now, as of the third quarter, um, the economy is looking really robust out there. So how is that translating into what we're seeing with inflation, with the economy being so strong? Yeah, this is the this is yet another interesting part of the story, which is that we have seen continued good news on inflation. Um, uh, our, our economist Preston Caldwell calls it the uh, immaculate disinflation story, uh, where we're seeing inflation coming down even as the economy is remaining healthy, which is not the dynamic that you would normally expect. Normally, you would expect um, it would take a softening, weakening economy for inflation to come down, for us to see disinflation. Um, but yet, it seems like a lot of the factors that had uh, lifted infl lifted the inflation rate to a 40-year high last year have 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 played out. And so as a result, uh, the latest CPI report, the latest two CPI reports, have bo both shown very tame numbers, um, with most of the inflation news essentially being driven by shelter costs, rent, which move at a lag, they move very slowly, the CPI doesn't really capture what's happening out there in the real world. Um, so in essence, you know, a lot of economists, including our, our own, think that the inflation picture is just going to keep getting better for now, not clear that we'll get to where the Fed really wants it to be yet. But, you know, we are seeing good news on inflation, even as the economy is remaining pretty healthy. Okay, so how is this coming together in terms of the outlook for the Fed and interest rates? Well, it's, the inflation outlook is really key right for now anyway. Um, at this point, it's seeming like uh, the Fed has at most one more uh, small interest rate increase uh, up its sleeve, uh, perhaps in November, at least that's what the, the markets are saying. Um, it, it's very widely expected that when the Fed next meets um, in September that they're going to hold rates steady, um, that one additional rate cut is really the, the unknown at this point. Markets are giving it a slight uh, chance of happening. Uh, more so, um, investors seem to think that the Fed's done. Um, and from there, what's even more interesting is that despite the strength in the economy, um, the markets are saying that the Fed is going to cut interest rates pretty aggressively next year. Uh, five interest rate cuts are currently priced into the bond market. Um, that's a pretty significant move, uh, given how strong the economy is right now, and given the fact that inflation is not yet down at the Fed's 2% target. Um, but for now, at least, um, most people in the market seem to think the Fed is almost done, um, albeit going to hold at higher interest rate levels, at least through the end of the year. So if folks are thinking that the Fed is done or almost done with raising interest rates, what does that mean for the stock market? Yeah, this has been good news for the stock markets. It's part of the reason that we're you know, up 20% or so this year. Um, it was those expectations that the Fed would be winding down its, 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 
its rate hikes, along with the, some better earnings news that has contributed to that rally that we've seen. Um, essentially, this removes one of the headwinds uh, from the market. Um, and you know, that's part of what we saw in terms of the improved sentiment. It's allowed the market to hold on to these gains. You know, we're technically out of the bear market at this stage. Um, and the fact that the Fed seems to be done um, is, is what's is what's enabling market to sustain this bounce, and uh, perhaps you know we've seen we've seen the worst. We've seen the end of the bear market. Seems that way anyway. Well, what are analysts saying about the near-term outlook with stocks having experienced that big rally? Yeah, so that's in the back. That's in the rearview mirror at this point. That twenty percent gain. It's sort of now what. Um, you know, things are a little bit choppier now. Uh, valuations are not uh, attractive to the degree that they were at the beginning of the year. Uh, some of the stocks that led the rally, like these big tech names, um, they're uh, definitely on the pricier side again. Um, a lot of folks are thinking that we, thinking that we've, you know, we're going to consolidate, as they say in Wall Street jargon, uh, that the overall market might not move move much higher or lower. Um, and, you know, we have some other things to contend with. Um, there's still the lagged impact of the Fed rate hikes. Um, as I said, the possibility of a recession is still out there. A lot of economists believe the economy will start to slow. Um, we have other factors uh, kicking in this fall, such as the resumption of student loan payments. Um, that's, you know, that's a lot of money that have been in a lot of folks' pockets that they're going to have to start paying out again. Um, there, are, there are a number of issues out there that um, could create a little, you know, some some new headwinds, even as this big one of Fed rate hikes uh, has has seems to be off the table. And what are the headwinds that the stock market could face? Yeah, well, then there is this question of will earnings continue to be um, as solid as they've as they've been. One of the interesting things about the strong labor market is that you know we're 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 seeing uh, uh, wage hikes uh, being baked into uh, union contracts. Um, eventually, you know, companies start running into pro uh, profit margin uh, constriction. That's not so good for the stock market. Um, we're also seeing, um, you know, this very the significant slowdown in the economy in China. Um, you know, when you add that up, plus these uh, the potential for some slowing of the economy, um, you know, there there could be a few speed bumps in the road for the stock market as we head through the rest of the year. Even though the overall outlook seems okay. Well, Tom, can you share a couple of takeaways for investors for the second half of this year? I can't believe 2023 is almost over. Yeah, we're getting there. Um, you know, the main thing at this point is that we have seen this big rally. And at this point, um, there are a lot of you know, certain corners of the market, the valuations are stretched. However, the interesting thing about this, this rally, because it was so concentrated, um, there are big, big sectors that, that have, were left behind and valuations are still attractive. Um, you know, dividend stocks um, did not really participate this year. Um, there, are, there are other, name, other sectors out there, other names where investors can find some opportunities. It's really a time for folks to be looking at the valuations and considering that in terms of any adjustments that they might make um, in their portfolios. And of course, on the interest rate side, as we've written about uh, many times, we do have much higher yields here in the bond market. You can earn 5% on a very safe you know, US government-backed uh, uh, government uh, mutual fund, et cetera. Um, that's a pretty uh, uh, attractive proposition with inflation uh, below 3%. Um, you're making money there for the first time in years. So there are opportunities out there for investors. Well, thanks, Tom, for your time today. Glad to be here. Thanks for having me. Subscribe to the Smart Investor Newsletter. Tom shares his must-read market commentary every week. 
Thanks for checking out Investing Insights. We appreciate you. And I'm thanking lead technical producer Scott Halber and video producer Daryl Lanner. Subscribe to Morningstar's YouTube channel to see new videos. And you can hear market trends and analyst insights from Morningstar on your Alexa devices. Say, play Morningstar. I'm Ivana Hampton, your host and a senior multimedia editor here at Morningstar. Take care. This recording is for informational purposes only and should not be considered investment advice. Opinions expressed are as of the date of recording. Such opinions are subject to change. The views and opinions of guests on this program are not necessarily those of Morningstar Inc. and its affiliates. While this guest may license or offer products and services of Morningstar and its affiliates, unless otherwise stated, he or she is not affiliated with Morningstar and its affiliates. Morningstar does not guarantee the accuracy or the completeness of the data presented herein. Morningstar Research Services is a subsidiary of Morningstar Inc. and is registered with the U.S. Securities and Exchange Commission. Morningstar Research Services shall not be responsible for any trading decisions, damages, or other losses resulting from or related to the information, data analyses, or opinions, or their use. Past performance is not a guarantee of future results. All investments are subject to investment risk, including possible loss of principal. Individuals should seriously consider if an investment is suitable for them by referencing their own financial position, investment objectives, and risk profile before making any investment decision.